What is a sacrament? Welcome to episode 27 of Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. Today we'll be covering questions 121 through 125, and to be a Christian in Anglican Catechism, the official catechism of the Anglican Church in North America. I'm Father Kurt Hine, Rector of Light of Christ Anglican Church in Georgetown, Texas, joined today by my co-catechist, Father Isaac Rayberg, Rector of All Saints Anglican Church in San Antonio, Texas. But before we begin, let's begin with prayer. This is number 103, the preparation for public worship. Guide and direct us, O Lord, always and everywhere with your holy light, that we may discern with clear vision your presence among us and partake with worthy intention of your divine mysteries. We ask this for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about sacraments. That comes from the, the Latin um, sacramentum, I believe. I'm not really good at Latin, uh, which is from the Greek, which means mystery. So you just talked about um, the divine mysteries in, 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 the, in your prayer. So uh, this is a really important part of um, the church. I'm glad we're, uh, we're going to dive into that today. Begin to dive into it because this is a, a huge topic, obviously. Yeah, there's a big section on this, and so it'll be... Uh at least uh, three to four uh, episodes. Yes. Yeah. It keeps going. Okay. Well, good. Well, let's, let's start with let's dive in. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. 121. What is a sacrament? A sacrament is an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. God gives us the sign as a means by which we receive that grace and as a tangible assurance that we do in fact receive it. Hmm. Yeah. So this is the definition. Um, a bit paraphrased from the uh, 1662 catechism, which was kind of our um, shorter catechism in the Anglican world for a very long time. Um, it's, and uh, it's, it's, I think it's, it's still worth looking at and which in itself was a paraphrase of the way St. Augustine um, described the sacrament. So this is a venerable, a very old and venerable description, an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace um, and the means by which we receive that grace. Yes, this is a good definition, and if you're going to put anything into memory, memorizing this is, I think, very important um, yeah. as, a, as a basic def operating definition that can guide you into a proper understanding of what we're talking about when we're talking about sacraments in the church. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Um, we've got different components. We've got an outward and visible sign. And then we've got an inward and spiritual grace. So one, two components here. And then the third, that the signs, the sign is a means by which we receive that grace and is a tangible assurance that we, in fact, receive it. So we've got an outward sign, an inward grace, and it's also this means of receiving and knowing that you've received that grace. Yeah, let's... Um... Let's work a little bit backwards. Um, that's that's how I, I I'd prefer to do it anyway. Um, means of grace. So that's the way that that God God gives us the grace. Um, you know, the, the, basically what what we're saying there is that the Holy Spirit does indeed work through the sacraments. Um, this is not, you know, our reformers all um, rejected what uh, we sometimes call an ex opere operato approach. Basically, um, you know 
to, to use a very crude analogy, kind of like a vending machine. You know, God is not a cosmic vending machine. His grace is not you, you click in the prayer and out comes the grace. It's not right. like that. Um, but the Lord has promised that he will use the sacraments um, among other things as the way that he will bring his grace to us. Right. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's relational. Um, and what, what we're offered in the sacraments is a, is a promise that there, is a, there are certain ways that we can know that we are receiving the gift of God, which we, talk, we talked about in a prior episode, right? What, what is the grace? Yeah. What is grace? Right? The gifts of God, forgiveness, um, empowerment, um, all of those things that come through the cross and resurrection, right? How do we have access to this event that happened 2,000 years ago, this crucifixion and resurrection of, of Christ? How do we become part of that? Well, the answer is sacraments. There are that God works through means, through through ways. God, um, as C.S. Lewis says, God likes matter. He created it. And so he, <laughs> he actually will use stuff. And we'll talk about that, you know, bread and wine, water, um, to bring... And the stuff is the outward invisible sign. That's right. That's right. And then um, connected to his promise, um, the inward and spiritual grace is that connection with that once for all work 2000 years ago on Mount Calvary. Yeah. And one, one of the ways that the, uh, our reformers like to talk about the, our English reformers like to talk about the sacraments and, um, you know, in, in their context, they're very much referring to baptism, the Lord's supper as, um, the gospel that you can see and touch and taste and feel. Yeah. Well, that's Augustine again, right? The visible word. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we all our guys liked Augustine. We, 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 we like Augustine. Oh yeah. We yeah. Can. Yeah, Augustine. Augustine's great. Um, yeah, the visible word, and and this is the reality, right? How much of communication is nonverbal? What do they say? 90 percent of human communication. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, God actually communicates to us in in those what you could say nonverbal ways, visible ways, and so um, there's a verbal aspect to it, but there's also this this um, in almost like you could think about it as incarnational aspect. There's a, there's a, a material outward sign that also communicates to us in a, in a very deep way um, that, that is important for us um, because it goes beyond what just, just words can do because we're enfleshed souls, we're enfleshed creatures. And this is That's how right. God is, the sacraments aren't for God, they're for us. And, That's right. and so they're a way for God to communicate and give that grace to us. And so it's part of his um, condescension um, to, to offer us these gifts. Well, let's So uh, how should you, number 122, how should you receive the sacraments? Yeah, I should receive the sacraments by faith in Christ with repentance and thanksgiving. Faith in Christ is necessary to receive the grace of the sacraments. And obedience to Christ is necessary for the benefits of the sacraments to bear fruit in my life. Yeah, and then this arg this reasoning is part of why that um, kind of cosmic vending machine crude analogy is not what our our, our reformers ever looked at things as, um, nor 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 prior generations, frankly. But um, you know, the the grace of the sacrament, that free gift, um, it it must be received, and we receive right. it by faith. Yeah, I, I have this idea in my head, this this visual of the sacrament being like 
Uh, this probably comes from baptisms, right? A, a jug of water that's being poured out, right? It, it, it needs to be poured into something. And so I have this, this visual in my mind, it's being poured into a cup. And there is this other idea from the reformers that, that faith is like an open, outstretched hand. Yes. Receive whatever yeah. God would give. And so that's, that's how faith is functioning in this, right? It, it is our hearts. Faith is like our heart outstretched and vulnerable and open, receiving that grace, that gift from above um, into it. Which is a very different picture than us, than faith grasping out for it. It's not the same thing. No. Yeah, we are receiving. We're not grasping. It's, it's like a, we're beggars. Like, yeah, please, you know. Please. We're not we're not robbers, we're beggars. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Not pickpockets. And uh, and an obedience necessary to receive the benefits of the sacraments. Um yeah, when when we when we walk in in our sin and when we walk in our disobedience, um the 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 grace of the 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 fruit rather, the benefits of our baptism, that union with Christ, um, are not on display. You know, we're we are we are fruitless. Um, when we walk in our sin, that, that uh, union with each other in Christ we receive in Holy Communion, it bears no fruit um, if we're walking in sin and, and, and not walking in obedience. Yes, there's a call to a real relationship with God. And that's, I think some people shy away from sacraments because maybe they've seen it used as a vending machine. You know, right. boom, you got your baptism, you're good. Boom, you got your, um, you know, your, your little cracker, you're good, right? Instead of seeing it, as a part of a, a real, true, and living relationship with God. But this is not a new problem. The, the, the Old Testament saints, the Old Testament people of God had the same issue that the, that the prophets yes. call out. You know, Jeremiah, he calls them out for saying, hey, yeah, you're going through all of the outward motions and all these sacrifices, but your heart's not in it. Your heart's not in that, it. That's, yeah, that's why in, in Isaiah, God says, I hate your sacrifices. Wait a minute, right. didn't you tell us to do that? Yeah, but, you know, look at the way you're doing it. Or Hosea, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, right? I desire knowledge of God, he, he says, um, yeah, instead of offering. And yeah. so, yeah, the, the, there needs to be a, that authenticity, that, that, that real relationship with God um, in the sacrament. That's what we mean by, really what we mean by faith, trust, right? And, trust and, and that's something that God. is only possible fully in Jesus, Yes. Um, I mean, part part of those those Old Testament counter examples was that without the Messiah, there was always going to be a heart problem, mm. right? And so um, God needs to change the heart, and He uses the sacraments as a way to do that. Yes, the Holy Spirit creates in us clean hearts and renews a right spirit within us, and that's the the promise of of the new covenant, right? A, a new heart, not instead of a heart of stone, a heart of a flesh, and and there is a real grace in the cross that's available to us that does soften our hard heart and, um, and beckons us because I mean, we, we can know that God, God is love, right? And we're not, we, um, I was reading Revelation the other day. This is a little bit off tangent, but I, I think it's important um, that John, John, he's seeing this great vision and he hears the voice of a lion Right. And a lion, a lion's scary, right? It's going to eat you. And I think about, um, that's a lot of times that's how we feel about God. God is infinitely more powerful than us, right? He knows, um, everything that we do, everything we think. 
um, he is righteous, we are not, right? And so if he's he's keeping tabs on, on what we're doing, so to speak, then we're not in a good place, right? So we're afraid of him, right? We hear, hear the voice of a lion. But when John turns around, right? And the, and the Hebrew word for turn is to repent. When he turns and he right. looks, what does he see? He sees a lamb. Yeah. He sees a lamb, right? The lamb that was slain and is full of mercy. And, and so when we see Christ slain, we see his outstretched arms as we pray um, on, the, on the cross. His, his arms are outstretched to all of us, beckoning us um, into that embrace, right? That, that is what can soften our hardened hearts. All right, well, let's bring this back because I, I did take us a, 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 a okay. One twenty back to the sacraments. Yeah, let's get back to the sacraments. Okay, but the sacraments are about the good news, right? So, wasn't wasn't too far off track here. Uh, um, it was on track. Yeah. <laughs> what sacraments were ordained by Christ? The two sacraments ordained by Christ are, that are quote generally necessary for salvation, um, and that's quoting the sixteen sixty two Catechism. Our baptism and, and Holy Communion, also called the Lord's Supper or the Holy Eucharist. These are sometimes called sacraments of the gospel. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of important things here. I mean, these were ordained by Christ. So that's what distinguishes them from what we might call um, sacraments of the church later um, or sacramental rites. These are instituted by Christ specifically and, com and, and commanded to be, um, to be done by the, to the church. Um, and they are generally necessary to salvation. Um, so generally necessary to salvation is, is, is also really important. Um, we talk a little bit about that. So they're offered to us as gifts, the baptism, receiving us into um, relationship with God, into the church, and, and then um, the, the sacrament of the altar, the, the Holy Eucharist, the Lord's Supper, being a renewal of that. Um, but generally necessary because you always, you always get that question, right? Well, if God works this way and it's necessary for salvation, baptism and the Lord's Supper, well, what about the thief on the cross? Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, that's where, you know, generally is the way God usually works. Um, and, and the church is, is, uh, especially in the kind of the patristic times they, they saw, three kinds of baptism, you know, used figuratively. Um, there was the, you know, the baptism of blood. So that's the, the martyrs, um, you know, and, and, that, and seeing that as, you know, dying for the faith is, is proof of the faith. <laughs> right. You're not going to die for the faith if you're not in the faith. Um, that's, that's, so that's one of them. Um, of course, the normal, the normal modes of baptism. And then they also saw there was kind of a baptism of intention where, um, you certainly had this, um, you know, the, the faith is there, even if, you know, like the, 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 the classic illustration, okay, you're, you're on your way to go get baptized and you get hit by a bus and die. Okay. Right. That's, that's okay. You know, that, that, that kind of thing. And the thief on the cross certainly falls into that last category where his repentance and his faith in Jesus, um, are indeed, um, a baptism of intention. Right. Yeah. The, and the sacraments aren't limiting God, right? They're, right. A, prom they're a promise for us. So right. when we ask right. the question, where can I find the grace and love of God? Where can I know that he'll be present with his, his forgiveness? 
and with his embrace. Well, we know the sacraments, but that's not limiting God in any way. It's 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 a it's a promise for us. And again, that goes back to that danger of the cosmic vending machine approach. Um, you know, this is we, we are not casting a spell here. This is not witchcraft. This is not incantations. This is God doing something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and as we talk about this, uh, we'll, we'll clarify really what God is doing and how he's doing it. Right. Within each, exactly. within each one of these. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you will find in Anglican circles today, there are going to be um, some people really willing to to go to the mat fighting over the number of, of sacraments being two versus seven. Um, it's, you know, our, our reformers really did emphasize two. Um, but a big part of that was that they had a, their, their definition was narrow to, um, those that were ordained by Christ. And so that's where in that, that 121 question, it's not exactly the 1662s because the 1662 includes a clause and ordained by Christ in, in the gospels. Hmm. Um, but e even then our earliest reformers, what they were trying to do was counter some, um, bad theology from, from the late middle ages that was prevalent in their day that really downplayed, um, just, just strangely downplayed baptism and the Lord's supper. Um, you know, people could go most of their life without ever receiving communion. Um, baptism was a fine starting point, but if you really want to have the grace of God, then you need to do X, Y, and Z, you know, th you know, bad, bad distortions like that. And so our reformers, um, you know, for example, John Jewell in his treatise on the sacrament, he says, okay, you want to call these other ones sacraments, that's fine, but make sure that, you know, we are clear. So this is what Jesus has commanded. This is what's generally necessary for salvation. Right. Because there, there, this has clear promises from scripture related to our salvation. Right. And in that, the reformers are following the example of the primitive church, right? The early church. Absolutely. Where Yeah, because the Bible doesn't give us a, a definitive list of sacraments. Right. Yeah. And, and you see like in Justin Martyr in his earliest um, description of a, of a service of a, of a meeting of Christians together, it's around not only the preaching and proclamation of the word, but also the Eucharist, the, the Thanksgiving, yeah. which is what Eucharist means, the, the Lord's supper. And so um, there was this desire to go back um, to that, and and to the basics that, that Christ has given us in the in the two in the two uh, sacraments of the gospel, as our catechism are, is calling them. So then that uh, logically leads to the question: Are there other sacraments? Other rites and institutions commonly called sacraments include confirmation, ordination, marriage, absolution, and the anointing of the sick. These are sometimes called the sacraments of the church. Yeah, and so we do have in the catechism, there's citations for um, each of these um, in, in the New Testament um, and, and a couple from the Old Testament. And so we, we've, we've generally seen, I mean, that the, these, these other five um, sacramental rites or ecclesiastical sacraments, however you want to use that, that, that number, um, are, are things we do see in scripture. Um, now there was some, there's been some inconsistent practice of that throughout church history. Some of that's okay. Um, for, you know, for example, um, 
you know, the uh, the Western Church has has typically reserved confirmation to the bishop, whereas the Eastern Church, um, and they don't even use that term; they use the term chrismation. Um, it's delegated down to the to the priest, and it's usually done along with baptism. Um, so you know, it's been inconsistent at different times. Um, you know, is the anointing of the sick for anybody that's sick, or is it just if you're about to die? You know, things like that has been inconsistent, and there have been at times corruptions. But we do see biblical precedents for each one of these in some way or another, including in some respects Old Te- Old Testament precedents, at least right. in a typological or um, 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 sort of sort of context. Right, and so they they do tend to fit into this definition of having an outward sign right? Visible sign and invisible spiritual grace that is conveyed through it. Um, yeah. So, and, and like sometimes said, that outward sign is a little bit more difficult to nail down on some of these um, than it is, is obvious with, with baptism and, and the Lord's supper, which is, which is again, part of, part of, part of why, um, you know, making that distinction between um, those that the Lord instituted and, and the others. Right. Question 125, how do these differ from the sacraments of the gospel? And following up on what we just said, uh, they were not ordained by Christ as necessary for salvation, but arose from the practices of the apostles in the early church or were were blessed by God in scripture. God clearly uses them as a means of grace. Yeah. And that that last part is very important. I mean, um, if, if you've if you've been married, you can see the grace that comes from God. God, you know, joining two to be one flesh. Yes. Um, if you're a, if you're a, cl- a cleric, um, the grace <laughs> of ordination is pretty clear. Um, you know, things like that. Um, you've ever been anointed, sick, right? Yeah, anointing someone with sick, praying for them, and seeing the Lord heal them. Yeah, um, if you've ever, if you've ever ever you know made made private confession when something is just really weighing on you. Um, you can see again, the grace that God uses there. Um, you know, all, all, all of these five there, there is God, God does indeed clearly use them as a means of grace. Um, even if it's not grace that is necessary for salvation, it's still for our growth, for our sanctification. Right. And, and, and maybe the, the anointing of the sick is a good pathway for some people to understand what we're talking about when we talk about baptism and um, the Lord's Supper, especially if you're coming from a more Pentecostal, charismatic background. But, um, you know, if you believe that uh, if you anoint someone with oil, you lay your hands on them, these are physical actions, right? And you're praying mm-hmm. for their healing, that that the Lord works through that, then then you're viewing the world in a sacramental way. And, yep. and that's that's what we're talking about when we're talking about sacraments, that God works in this way. Yep, absolutely. And and we will in uh, as we move forward in in uh, this section of the catechism, we are going to discuss um, each of these, including the uh, the other five, not just the um, the the two biggies, but also the other five. Right. Well, I look forward to doing that. Well, any last words, Isaac, before we uh, end this uh, introduction, this brief introduction to the sacraments. Uh, no, it's 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 a good thing that God's given us these um, these means of grace. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I think I I have one thought is just to when we think about sacraments to make sure we think about them as as good news. Yes. Yeah. Right? They're, 
the sacraments are not about us doing some sort of work to get points with God or to dis to like go up to the, the cook machine and hit a button and get something from God through manipulation. Sacraments are about um, the good news. It's about God's gift to us that we receive by faith. And, and that, that is what makes it good news and, it, and an essential part uh, of the Christian life. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for joining us for Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a comment below. You can also take Anglican Catechesis with you on the go by subscribing to the podcast. You can find the link in the YouTube description. Lord willing, we look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit.